0: This podcast was created on Messi. Create your own show today at messi.fm. It's Rugby Rancher Dancer, episode 32. Hi, Sheddies. It's me, Eddie Stevens. Shady Eddie Stevens in my sheddy, weddy, woo. Um, If you hear weird sounds throughout this episode, you might hear it right now. Scratching, grunting, whining. Oh, (laughs) okay. I don't know if you can hear or not. I made the mistake of bringing my puppies in the the shed with me. Uh... (laughs) Oh fucking hell! This isn't gonna work, you little assholes. Shush. It'll it'll work if I just scream at them every five minutes or whatever. They're um, I thought they might behave, but clearly they're not going to. Um, I'll give it one more chance. If these dogs make any more noise during my podcast, I will be forced to kill them. Uh, but don't worry, I won't record that. I'll just cut it out edit it anyway um it's nearly christmas what are you doing they're trying to push me off my couch this is insane get off of me oi, oi. what are you doing see do you know what it is i've realized they they're puppies they're only about 10 weeks old um and yet they can recognize the insanity of a man sitting and talking by himself they find it weird and they're like like pushing me and scratching at me and and they have a look of concern on their faces. Hey, it's all right. It's all right. I'm just, I'm just talking to myself. Yes. Yes. I'm insane. Um, this is a terrible idea. I'll probably remove them anyway. It's almost Christmas. And, um, I don't know about you when I order Christmas presents for my kids, my family, It's very convenient to order things online. Amazon, um, we go through walmart.com, uh, and get things delivered. However, okay, fuck this. Hang on. Shut up. right, you're going back inside. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, sorry about that. Uh, they're still alive. I, uh, I removed them from the shed and, uh, hurt them very little you know they're fucking crazy things i mean i know they're just babies they're puppies right they just they don't know any better but they act like fucking wild animals they're supposed to at least be domesticated to some degree right but they're just they just they're savage they kick the shit out of each other constantly anyway do you know what? i feel a bit weird i feel extra weird um i'm worried that i'm getting sick because uh Basically, someone in my house has been ill for the last like three months. I have survived three epidemics that have run rampant, three plagues that have just swept through my household and everyone has been sick. You know, when somebody, they get ill and they have a fever and this, they're not feeling really good for a couple of days and then they get they seem to get better. And then they suddenly get worse again. That's what my kids have been doing, especially my youngest. He's just missed so much school. But what are you going to do? As long as they're not ill for Christmas, that's the main thing. Um, But I'm feeling weird. I feel like I'm on acid or something. I don't know what's going on. It'll be an extra interesting uh, episode anyway, especially since I didn't watch. Well, let me get back to what I was talking about. We deliver a lot of our gifts online and have them delivered. Now, here's the thing. If you're not in America listening, and maybe even if you are in America, but certain parts of America, maybe it's not the same as it is in New Mexico. We don't have letterboxes on our doors the way they do, for example, in England. Um, we have a communal, well, most American uh, households, I think, have a mailbox on the street. Like, you'll have seen them on films and shit. And that's why the paper boy in America gets just. Toss newspapers at houses and ride his bike by and get done in half. Well, shit. When I had a paper round when I was little, when I was a, a youngster, I remember getting up at the fucking crack of dawn and having a paper, a bag for the newspapers, so fucking big. I mean, it's ridiculous. Have you had? Did you do that? Have you had a paper round in England? I don't know if it's still like that. I can't imagine that, th- that it is because it seems like child abuse, just riding around in the middle of winter on a Sunday morning was always extra bad because the Sunday papers were so fucking huge. And you'd you'd want to wear gloves because your hands would get cold, but here's the you can't throw the newspapers. You have to stop at every house, f- have the paper that they ordered, which might be three feet wide get off your bike walk up to the door push it through the letterbox on a sunday that usually meant taking it apart into like five different pieces and posting those through go get back on your bike get your sling your fucking i used to have to rest my giant bag my mail bag um on the handlebars and ride around that was usually the best way or i'd just sort of twist it round onto my back and l- like hunch over like bloody quasimodo And you'd wear gloves because it's cold, but you couldn't if you wanted to wear proper gloves, you wouldn't be able to feel the papers, the newspapers to separate them, to take them out of the bag. So you had to have fingerless gloves and fingerless gloves are the most pointless glove there is, because the only part of your hand that gets cold is your fingers. The palms never get cold. You should have palmless gloves where just the fingers are covered and you'd be fine. It's the fingers you worry about. But you would if you were going to wear gloves, you had to have fingerless gloves so you could feel the fucking things and do your job efficiently. Um, why am I talking about that? Oh, yeah. In America, they just ride around and it's always warm in America, no matter where you are. Right. And, uh, paper boys or girls just ride around in the sun with sunglasses, smiling and throwing newspapers through people's windows and smashing them. It's totally different. But if you order things from Amazon, they deliver it. Not through the U.S. Postal Service, which if they did, by the way, if you have mail, like, so, God almighty, this is a jumbled mess. I'm so sorry. Most places have a mailbox like that. On my street, we don't. We have a communal mailbox thing where you have a separate, you have your own special key. I walk one house down, unlock my box, get my mail out, right? That's if it's delivered through the post office. But if it's delivered by, uh, for example... Um, uh, what the fuck is it called? FedEx or something like that. Um, They just leave it on your doorstep. And it doesn't matter what it is or how expensive it is. They just leave it there. And a lot of shit-faced fuckhead scumbags just follow these trucks around, watch the house where they deliver the mail. And if no one comes out, they run up and grab it and take off with it. And we had... Two brand new PlayStation 4 games stolen. And the thing is, we got our money back immediately. They didn't even give a shit, but it just seems like a stupid way to to do things. I said, I'm not going to order things uh, online anymore because I don't want to risk having it stolen. Even if I – what's the point? Because I, I then found out we order everything from Walmart.com, um, so the online Walmart sales but you can get, because it's usually cheaper, but then we found out that you can just, if you show them the, the online price, they honor it. So there's no reason you can even order shit from them and have it sent to the store. So we'll just do that from now on. Isn't that a boring thing to talk about? Oh, but it was funny because I, um, I had a bunch of library books in my card, uh, in my car, sorry. And, uh, my wife said, make sure you don't leave the library books in the car. And I was like, well, I'll leave them there so I don't forget to put, to take them to the library tomorrow. And she goes, yeah, but someone stole those video games off our doorstep. So if they see those books, they'll steal them too. I'm like, are you fucking joking? You think someone's going to look in a window and see three library books? I can't even remember. One's a Dr. Seuss book. One's like a comic book. Do you think they're going to really want to bust into my car? Because they're like, oh, God damn. My library account was suspended three years ago. I can't get library books. I need the cat in the hat so bad. No. Yeah, it's not that funny, was it? But fucking hell, it just happened. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to talk about anything, but we can talk about rugby if you want to. Uh, it's a pretty bleak. Um... Oh, before I talk about that, more podcast related shit. I'm sorry. I will talk about rugby, but I really want to say this. If you listened last week, I was bitching about ACAST, the podcast service, right? The I used I I used ACAST for fucking years. I mean, I always used to use Apple Podcasts when I had an iPhone, but then when I ended up getting an Android phone, which I don't like, I'll probably go back to iPhones. But the thing is, people with iPhones complain constantly about their phones. I think all phones are shit. But anyway, once I started, once I got an Android phone, I used ACast. That seemed like the go-to podcasting service, right? But I had so much goddamn trouble with them where they were the only podcast service that did not show the Rugby Ranta Banter artwork. And it looks like shit. And finally, last week, I said, fuck Acast, get rid of it. I got rid of it. I used Google Podcasts, talked all this shit. Then the next day I checked Acast only because the Eddie and AJ podcast that I do with AJ Martinez um is not yet available on Google Podcasts but it is on a cast. I wanted to check it. I go to it. I see the artwork for both that podcast, which didn't have it before and rugby ran to banter. So I'm like, what is it with that? It's like a cast. I, it took talking shit about them for them to finally do it. Are you, is a cast listening? Are you listening? Are you spying on me? A cast are so evil. They actually pay people to listen in on other podcasts and, and uh, try and make, me look stupid whatever let's just get on with this shall we it's um it's rugby rant to episode 32 hopefully it'll get better after the music shed seven let's go by shed seven the band the 90s band they're not a 90s band because they're still playing now but um you may remember them more from the 90s or you might not remember them but they're good and uh they gave me permission to use their music they s- promised not to sue me up the ass for any reason so uh, anyway um jesus christ i feel like shit uh the english teams in the premier, in the in sorry, the Premiership teams in Heineken cup, Heineken cum Cup, Jesus Christ, the English Premiership teams once again doing badly in the Heineken Cup. Uh, almost all of them, well, more than likely, all of them but one out of the European Cup. So I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess it's official. The English at least do want to leave Europe. I'll tell you what's interesting. Um I as you probably know, it's very hard to watch all of the matches in any given week, whether it's the Premiership and you want to watch six full matches, or it's the Heineken Cup and you want to watch however many matches there are. How many are there? I can't remember. But it's very hard to do. But I'll tell you something interesting. I I do my best to listen sorry, to watch as many of the uh games involving English teams as possible. And I usually start with the match I want to watch the most or the first one, usually. Uh, and then I work my way through and I never quite manage to see all of every game. But this is what's interesting. I watched the entire Saracens match. I watched the entire Gloucester versus Exeter match. I watched half the Leicester match, half the Wasps match, seven minutes of the Newcastle game and none of the Leinster versus Bath match. And that is because I know when things aren't going to go well. I know when things aren't going well, and I know when they're not going to go well, right? So I watched the Saracens match because I assumed they were going to win and it went pretty well for the most part. It was a tough match. Um, Gloucester against Exeter, I knew an English team would win at least. Um, Probably would have been better for England if Gloucester had won because they would have had a chance to get through. And then the other matches, once it became apparent that it was gonna end badly, the Leicester match, for example, I got the fuck away from that. And Newcastle, after seven minutes, I just knew it wasn't gonna end well. And then I didn't even bother with the Bath Leinster match, obviously, because I'm you know what, I don't even know anything. I assume that they lost. I don't even know what the score was. Um I haven't had a chance to listen to any podcasts, any rugby podcasts, haven't yet listened to Egg Chasers. Haven't yet listened to Maul Over with the solo. Oh, I wonder how he did. I have to see how Russ did with that. I'm sure it's fantastic. Um But it's lonely, isn't it? Russ, if you're listening, isn't it weird? Probably extra weird for you because you're used to having others to talk to. And it would oh, be awful. Um At least I'm used to it. And I'm in a shed. I feel like that helps. If you're going to be by yourself, be by yourself inside a shed. That's the that's the manly thing to do. Um, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, now, a lot. Most people are starting to get pretty pessimistic about the premiership. Understandably, it is a bit demoralizing, isn't it? when you know the English we do get I've talked about this before we get accused of being arrogant and there is a level of arrogance because I still I feel like now the Pro 12 or what is it called now they see there's there's the arrogance I don't even know I dismiss it I don't care I don't know who's in it and yet they tend to do better than us now generally it seems to be a more efficient league for producing winning teams (sighs) the thing is if saracens win the whole tournament it won't it won't matter will it if saracens win the entire heineken cup no one give a shit that they were the only english team that got through it'll still look good for england you know and i was thinking this just earlier today some people argue that uh england have 12 teams and I, well, I mean, that's not. We do. <laughs> Some people argue that the fact that that the fact that the Premiership has twelve teams, we have seven teams in the Heineken Cup, means that that's an advantage to us. We have a better chance. And well, obviously, people always talk about the higher player population and stuff like that. Well, higher population, higher player numbers. Um, but I have another way of looking at it. I was thinking about this. Now, bear with me because I have not thought this through very well. But I think it does bear scrutiny. Okay. If Ireland has only 3 teams in Europe, I think that's right, right? Leinster, Munster, Ulster. Am I forgetting someone? Just 3 teams in Europe. You might say so that's less of a uh, they have less chance of getting through necessarily. However, that is with 3 teams, 33.3% 33.3 recurring I suppose of their talent concentrated in each team, okay? 33.3%. Wales have 2 teams, That's it. Just two teams. But that means that's 50 percent. If it's distributed equally, which I suppose it's not, but let's assume it is 50 percent of their talent per team. France have way more. Six teams. That's just under 17 percent. I reckon per team. But then England, we have the most teams. We have seven teams. That's just 14 percent of the national talent per team. If distributed equally, which now when you consider the English talent isn't fairly distributed amongst the teams and you say that it's probably concentrated mostly in Saracens and Exeter, then you have a perfect excuse for how things have panned out for the Premiership clubs. I mean, am I wrong? Seven teams. All of the talent distributed. That's hard. If we just had the English team, all of the English talent in one team, we would win easily. I mean, am I wrong? It's just simple mathematics. I've proven that everything is against us and uh, we do bloody well considering. All right. Now that I've said that, it's probably absolute bollocks, but there's an argument for it, at least. Um, I'm going to I'm going to just sort of talk about a few things, a few moments. Uh, from this weekend's action and I'm not going to it just it's going to be completely disorganized. Okay. I don't I I I I was going to say I make no apologies apologies but I do. I make an apology. I apologize. It's going to be all over the place. I'm going to bounce around with ideas and as you know if you've listened long enough sometimes it's worth listening to and sometimes it's just diarrhea. But we'll see how it goes. Um first of all, Owen Farrell's out the back door pass in front of his own try line both made my penis shrink because that's what happens when you get scared I think I've talked about that in the past my penis shrunk and I started to shit myself a little bit for a second when he did it but it worked out and it was beautiful it was a ballsy amazing lovely pass now he got credit during the match he did however this is another and this happens all the time I've, I've I've used this phrase before it's another if Danny Cipriani did that moment because owen farrell i feel like owen farrell he gets a lot of shit like on the one hand everyone sort of agrees especially people who are really in the know agree that he is a world-class fly half but he that he has a lot of haters and he has an unfair reputation as some kind of robot-like kicking machine who i mean tackles well or does he even that's been questioned recently but he he has much more flair, much more skill than he's been given credit for. And as I say, if Danny Cipriani had done that and out the back door, flick pass in front of his own try line that worked out well, everyone would have said, well, this is what Danny, Danny Cipriani offers that no other English fly half does. You know, and you know what, even if it hadn't worked, There'd have been people who said, "Well, at least he goes for it, you know." And that's why we love Danny Cipriani—he's prepared to take these chances. No, and uh, uh, I'm not going to get into whole Danny Cipriani thing, but I do—I do like Danny Cipriani, and I was happy when he went to South Africa. But he's not in the top three fly-hawks for England now. Not, you know, all things considered, he's not. Anyway, I thought there was a lovely moment by Owen Farrell, and. It's just a shame that we don't have people freaking out about it the way they would if it was certain other fly halves. Um, another key moment, another uh, highlight of the weekend, Kieran Brooks wears a sports bra. Is that something people have talked about? I mean, it was a sports bra, right? And he looked suitably embarrassed. What the fuck was going on in that match? And it was weird because Nigel Owens seemed to make him parade What happened there? I really should go back and look at it again, but I I don't want to see it that much, but he needed to change his shirt and somehow the game stopped. And there was this drawn out moment where Kieran Brooks sort of embarrassed with an embarrassed expression trots across the pitch wearing what I was hoping was a shirt that just rolled up, but I'm pretty sure it is a fuck. It's just for his tits. It's probably for posture. It probably helps scrummaging or something, but it was weird. And Nigel Owens of all referees, you know, not there's anything wrong with it, but he's gay and he seemed to, I think he liked it. I think he made him strut for him. Very weird moment. Next random moment. Next random comment analysis. How is Leicester so poor with such amazing players? I just don't understand it. And it's hard to really gauge the, the way that they're playing now since last week against Toulouse, who are a good team. I really like that Toulouse team. I would be happy if, if, if Saracens don't end up winning, I'd be happy if Toulouse won that. I like the balance of that team. First of all, fucking Cheslin Colby. Am I saying his name right? Is it Colby? Most ridiculous st- sidestep in world rugby now. Like he's up there. He, him, it's him and Sonotti Sonotti, but he has more out and out pace in a better all-around game than Sonati and he's tiny he's tiny it's rid- he it's weird he's a tiny sidestepping machine and he's terrifying like he terrifies me he terrifies me in the same way that um oh god what's his name Joe Takori terrifies me in a completely like the anti-Takori he's the negative bizarro Takori like Joe Takori is a giant beast and that's why he's scary he can do what a giant beast can do what you would expect from a giant monster um and colby does what you would expect a well the bro- is he the brother of an olympic sprinter or hurdler something like that i've done my an- my analysis um anyway but anyway yeah Leicester against toulouse it's very hard to gauge where they're at after these two matches, because most people were sort of considering how Leicester have been playing recently, or you know, not even recently, considering how Leicester are as a team in general, the performance last week was decent. People felt like it was a step up, but then playing Toulouse at home didn't go so well. And yet, like, as I said, I watched the first half, and in the first half, first of all, another brilliant um sort of cover tackle by George Ford, who's not who's always, his defense is seen as a weakness, and admittedly it's probably harder for him when a player's running at him than when he's chasing them back. But that was another amazing chase down tackle. Um, and you just look through that team. How can they Well we'll see. The problem is like Toulouse are a good side. We need to see them play a bit more in the premiership I, see, I, I think and see if they can improve the thing is, it, it just seems when you look at that team and you look through all the players, you got Ellis Genge and Manu providing so much power and Ben. Yeah. But then Ben, Young, Like how the fuck, like this is no disrespect to the young scrum half white. I think his last name's white, right? I don't even know his name. That's how can you have somebody like that? That I don't really know. Um, an inexperienced sort of slightly flaky kid playing for Leicester when you got the England scrum half on the bench what's going on with that I, I genuinely don't know I mean he's on the bench he was on the bench last week he's on the bench this week he must be fully fit why why would you do that and it didn't The performance of White did not suggest that it was a good decision. And again, no disrespect to him. He could be great in the future, but it's not the future. It's now. Right now, you want to care. I was, I do subscribe to the classic sort of Clive Woodward attitude. Um, when it comes to rugby matches, that winning is the, of the utmost importance. Like that was his thing, right? Um, that he was like, you know, concentrate on winning. And that's all that matters. And the rest takes care of itself. And, uh, oh God, I'm going off on a tangent. Fuck that. My point is, why would you have the, the England scrum half play? People have said he hasn't been playing that well for Leicester, but fuck me, you got to back him in the Heineken cup. How could they not have him starting? So that makes me think it's a coaching issue. I mean, when you look at all the players that they have, the talent that they have and see how poorly they've been playing for a while and you see selections like that then you have to say it's the coaching but they've tried the let's let's sack our way out of this let's fire our way out. let's 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 just have a conveyor belt of coaches to try and fix this issue and it's not really working so i suppose they just have to stick with jordan murphy but I think they'll have to stick with him and just say, look, things are going to get worse before they get better. And if just see if they can avoid relegation, see how long it takes. I imagine they're going to have a number of players leaving. They're going to be abandoning ship. It's going to suck for them anyway. Um, Changing tack again from the Wasps match. Elliot Daly again, I watched just the first half, but Elliot Daly did some fantastic things. What a great player at 13. And he's also good on the wing, but then they've got good wingers, at it was Josh Bassett. Josh Bassett. I- I'm surprised he hasn't had a sniff of an England start, you know, hasn't really been called up to as far as I can recall. I don't think he's ever been in the reckoning for England, but he's consistently good. Do you know what it is? I think he's just, he's too all round good, right? I think the problem is he is fast, but not shit your pants fast and he's tough but he's not shit your pants tough he's a good well-rounded winger might be just the right sort of thing for for england but then again i wouldn't pick him with the resources we have right now but i just thought it was interesting he does tend to play consistently well he's one of those players that probably i wouldn't want in the england squad and most people wouldn't but if for some weird reason eddie jones selected him and let's face it he could do that I would sort of get excited about it. I would be, I I think he's a guy, Josh Bassett is a guy who could prove us all wrong. He's definitely a confident player and whoever it is they had on the other wing looks like he could be a good player one day, but I don't know anything about him and I can't remember his fucking name. Oh dear. Ross Neal. Was that his name? I don't know. I don't have a lot more to talk about. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? let's see how long i've been recording for this is something that should be edited out but i can't be asked um and i still keep toying with the idea of talking about the uh fucking um you know i can't even be bothered to say it It doesn't matter i'm gonna end this now it was short and sweet and i'll edit it and fuck around and maybe i'll make it more interesting somehow i don't know um sorry, this is another weird one because I'm infected by my dis- diseased children. I think I'm going to end this now and take a hot bath and, uh, hope that I'm not vomiting in the morning. Um, my, my, my. please follow me on Twitter. Eddie's at Eddie Stevens, MD at Rantor rugby. Um, subscribe to this on it. Every you could, you can go back to Acast if you want. I'm not angry with them now. Um, but I do like Google podcasts. Uh, Oh god, I've got to do a fucking song. All right, here you go, for fuck's sake. I'll do my best. It's Rugby Ranta Banta. Episode 32 All of my children have been ill With fever, vomit and squirty poo I tried to podcast with my dogs But they are simply too insane And Kieran Brooks wears a sports bra For Nigel Owen's entertainment Owen Farrell has more skills Than many would care to admit If Cipriani had done what he did Everyone would have had a fit Leicester are suffering Despite their players being quality And England's first choice grammar has been Ben For someone going through puberty Fuck, I hope you enjoyed This pod I've deployed Inside of your brain To drive you insane Are England's clubs really that bad For being absent From European rugby? No, there's just 14% Of talent in every team So please stop being so mean And stop teasing me for this shitty song Which I know I fucked up So leave me the fuck alone, you cunt I know it's shit. I did my best. I always do my best. I always give it 14%.